Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Molly. And today we are joined by Mystical Life Coach, Trailer Hawking, everybody. Hey, Trailer. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you here. Um, You know, we knew that you were coming on this podcast and you and I were speaking a little bit before you got on because I thought that last night we had a live membership where basically every month people can go live with Rachel and Mystical Life Coaches and you will get a teaching every other Tuesday in each month. And um, last night was uh, all about energetic entrainment. And at the end, when it was question and answer time, you you shared something that I think is so relatable and so difficult. And yet um, it's something that is a part of our journeys as we grow, which is relationships change as we evolve. And it ain't easy. Right. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. sharing last night that um, I noticed that a couple of really close relationships have started to change in my life. And um, these are relationships that I've had maybe my whole lifetime or most of my adult life. And these folks are dear to me, absolutely dear. Uh, You know, the type of people you hope you're rocking in a rocking chair with, you know, towards the end of your days. Um, And just noticing how as I evolve and change and grow, how it is actually affecting these relationships that I have. And what I was sharing was um, that I noticed when I showed up with um, each of them at different times that the energy felt different. And um, I felt that all of a sudden, maybe for the first time, I was recognizing them projecting a program at me. And um, I remember the first time it happened with a girlfriend, I was like, what's happening? What's going on? I I don't understand. Um, This hasn't been in our relationship before. And so I just started to get really curious at why did she say that to me? That's so weird. I've never had her put that energy out to me before. And um, and so I just kind of, you know, put it in my hat and went about my business. And then it happened again the next time we were together. And I was like, there it is again. <laughs> and I started to go um, inward and just try to discern, am I showing up differently? You know, um, did I cause a trigger in her? Um, you know, what's going on with her maybe today that this would happen again? What's changed in our relationship? And I just kind of let that flow, that curiosity, that discernment flow to see if it would happen again. And the next time we got together, there it was. And it was at that point where I thought, oh, shoot, (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) This is somebody I expected to have in my life forever. And I do not like this. It has happened three times. It's definitely going to continue to happen. Do I have a responsibility to our relationship right now to do something, say something? um, Or do I just recognize that I've changed so much that 
um, our relationship has changed as a result. And so this is one of the things that I was bringing up um, last night was I just tried not to get triggered myself, if you will, in that moment. And what I recognized last night was there was so much sadness that rose in me about this. And there was a lot of fear also because I'm attached to this person, right? I'm so attached. I decided that we'd be rocking in rocking chairs together for the rest of our life. So what in me then needs to change as well, you know, um, with regards to the way I look at this relationship. So, yeah, I just wanted to start out the conversation by sharing that story. You know, these things are real as we change. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. I've grieved so many close friendships, me too, like girls that I thought I would ride or die with till the end of our days. <laughs> and to see how fast things started to change as I began to evolve was heartbreaking in a lot of ways. You know, I had to grieve. And even though we're still friends, I know that it'll never be the same. You know, and it, I have these moments where I'm like, man, I didn't relish that last time together, you know, like when it was just yeah. like everything was exactly the same and we could laugh about the same things and we spoke the same language. And the moment that I started to shift, it was really sad and it still makes me sad. And to see that like that amongst them, the only difference is that I'm not in that anymore has been yeah, there's been a lot of um, grieving that I've had to do with all of that. But also knowing that like, man, like, I wish I could take everybody to where I'm going. But the truth is that you can't. Right. And so the way that I show up in those friendships now is, I don't want to say it's a shell of who I used to be. But in many ways, it is because we're just not on the same wavelength anymore. And you know, they don't, we don't, there's not a blueprint or a book for like, as you awaken, right. Or as you evolve, like this is what's going to happen. So get ready for it. And so the, the demise of a lot of these friendships or the letting go and me letting go with love and honor and grace yeah. has not been easy, not been easy. No, yeah. it is not. And, and I'll, I'll tell you too, like, uh, one of the thing, the fears that I had, and this is going to sound really strange, everybody, but when I really stepped onto this path strong and I was working um, with Rachel Fiore, you know, when we first got acquainted with each other, um, I remember going to her and saying, I have all this terror in my body right now. And I can, I can feel the memory of it. It's so crazy just to talk about it. But I had this fear that what if I became enlightened? And I couldn't relate to anyone anymore. And I, I remember talking to her about it, crying about it, actually. And um, she was like, you'll see as you evolve, Trelor, it isn't that you won't be able to relate to them. It's that they won't be able to relate to you. Mm. And that's what I, I'm seeing in a couple of my relationships. Like you said, Ellie, like we ride or die with these folks as long as we're within the same range right and um you know if interests change it's pretty normal you know that people will veer off and those are friends that aren't meant to be a lifetime and and you know my attachment with these few people is that i had always expected them to be there and um i knew that you know my relationships would change with family as i changed but i hadn't really you know, resounded um, to the fact that even these ride or die relationships would start to change around me. And um, as you said, we want to bring them with us, right? And so I'll continue to show up, 
you know, and, and honor me and my journey. And that's just part of this discernment process that I'm starting to figure out. It's like, when do I keep my mouth shut and not open the door of their projection because they don't understand and they're triggered, uh, you know, uh, and, and when do I actually share and, and honor their journey and all that. So whew, it is a trip. Yeah. Could you go into that a little deeper? Because I think that's a beautiful talking point and just break down what you mean by that so the listeners can understand. Um, what I mean by how I show up in the relationships differently? Yeah, and the, you mentioned like having the discernment. So could you just yeah. go into like what it is you're discerning between um, and when you feel that projection, you know? Mm -hmm. I'll give you a good example. So one of the other members that, you know, uh, is a family member who I absolutely cherish and adore. And we've had such an incredible relationship with each other, one of always being completely open and sharing. And it's my nature to be more sharing than hers, if you will. Um, but always demonstrating that openness to her was a really great gift, I think. And so and she's such an incredible listener. And so, you know, we always had this great balance. And now when and I share, it's a re really triggering event for her. And, um, and so this is where I'd recognize like, oh, that that happened again. Like, you know, um, she's giving me unwanted advice. And it's advice that isn't actually in alignment with where I am. Um, but because I've changed so much, she no longer knows where I am. And so the advice isn't um, it isn't wanted number one and, and it and it isn't able to be received because it's not what i need and so for me to discern that particular instance is do i stop sharing because i know if i do i'm going to solicit that response from her and it's the fact that we've changed so much from each other any response she has isn't going to be relative anymore. And so does that mean that our relationship changes? I get quiet around her as opposed to being somebody that used to be such an open sharer. So the discernment in that situation is really discerning what to bring up and what we can actually communicate about so that I don't have to deal with the projection of the trigger mm. in, in her because I've changed so much. And then I'm not frustrated as well and, and dealing with that side of it for me. And so that's one specific way that I get to discern. And then in, um, I'll use another example. Um, in the last couple of years through this journey, it was really evident to me that a childhood friend was somebody that I couldn't have in my life anymore. And it was that I needed to discern that the cost was too much for me personally to be in that environment. Isn't that interesting? And so again, there's that sad, that deep sadness of all the history we've shared together um, was there for me. And I needed to move through the fact that with, like Ellie said, with love and grace and everything we can offer them, support from afar, um, the discernment is, is that I'm gonna be really choosy what environment I put myself in with friends. So I just discern that too. Um, with regards to, uh, is it a group event and we can all be there together and that's great? Or is this person wanting me to be alone with them? And then my energy will come way down to be able to be in their environment. So those are the type of discernments that, that I have going on right now. And then I'll also say this too, like um, 
with my own adult children. Um, I'm learning uh, more patience in myself, if you will, and allowing myself to remain in truth when I'm around them because there's so much history between us, you know, the parent-child relationship, that there's a lot of opportunity for things to not be at the highest good for all of us. And so there's a lot of discernment there for me in this relationship now that I know, um, you know, through the work that I've done, um, that someone's running a program at me and that it's not my job to heal them, but what I can do is just show up in a loving way and not add to the problem. And so I hope that's helpful in certain ways that I discern how to navigate, you know, the change in me that actually affects everyone around me. Um, you know, so I'm just uh, trying to discern uh, how best to achieve harmony in each situation. But still yeah, be I, authentic, you know, and still be powerful. Exactly. And I think, you know, the mind really wants to know, oh, well, what's the right thing to do in this situation or that <laughs> situation, right? And as you said earlier, Ali, like, it would be great if we had a, a, a you know, a, a rule book or a, a playbook to, to go through of like, oh, then in my spiritual awakening journey, I'm going to experience this next. But the truth of the matter is, is like, it's so nuanced and every little interaction that we have with somebody, we are encouraged by our soul to show up maybe slightly differently. And like where maybe in one moment, it's like, yeah, I do need to actually share right now. In other moments, the more that we elevate, it's, oh, I, this is what I'm working on. And Chalor, I know you're you're always working on the oversharing, right? This is what yeah. we have in common is, oh, right now I need to hold my tongue. It, this isn't a moment I need to be blah, 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 blah. So uh, it, it's really nuanced, that discernment piece. And I think it's easy to overlook when we're in our minds. And the more that we do this work about diving into our heart, that's where we are finding that discernment and the answers. So thank you so much for sharing all this so far. It's been great. Yeah. You know, it's the, when you were talking, it's like every friendship is, there's a dynamic, right? And so one person shows up this way and the other person shows up that way, right? And so for me, one of my closest friends, our dynamic was that she was always saving me. So I would be drowning, I'd be cycling and I'd be like in the depths of hell and like depression. And then here she comes with her super, you know, man cape and then be like, I'm here, let me swoop you off and let me fix you, right? And then when I started doing this work, I didn't need her anymore, right? Now I knew how to handle and 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 feel, and I knew what to do when all of the shit would hit the fan. And then all of a sudden, it's like we didn't know how to be friends anymore because that dynamic was now overthrown. That's dying. That doesn't exist anymore. So who are we now as friends, and what does this relationship actually look like? And to be honest, like it's been two years and we're still not there we're figuring it out like as the days go by but it has not been easy for her because she was the savior right to have to shift gears and see like okay what is actually this now that i'm not saving you at all times which caused a lot of friction between us as well and so yeah i mean i think that if two people are, are really ready to tango um and be of presence and surrender and listening to one another um we can really create something beautiful and new but it's hard when you have friends who are like i don't know where you are and i'm not going there i like where i'm at 
And it's like, that's when it's like the goodbyes and the bow outs and the man, like the seasons you guys served me were amazing and I will miss you. And this is so hard and I don't want to let go, but I got to go because even if they decide one day to get to the next level, I may be five levels like ahead. Right. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very nuanced, very, very tricky. Trello, have you had um, this experience? Because I know, I know this is something Ellie has gone through. It's something that I've gone through with um, projection of friends onto Rachel Fiore and this work. And so it's almost like certain people don't don't want to hear. We've got up to this level, and then they don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about anything to do with. MSU or Rachel, because I can feel there's all of this projection that's going because clearly it's like at a level, which I know Rachel used the that explanation of like the octaves, it's out of their octaves. Right. And so the, it's like, it, what it feels like is like the bullseye, the target just gets pointed at, you know, the one who is triggering them which is what happens in, in all the relationships, right? This happens, Ellie and I working through something this morning and it's like things get triggered and our targets point at each other and through this work, it's like, no, let's come back to ourselves, figure out what's going on here. But when someone's at a lower level of consciousness and they're being triggered by someone or something, they just unconsciously point. And then in, in my case, certain friends like, don't want any don't want to connect or have anything to do with this part of my life which is difficult because it's such a big part of my life and yeah. Uh, yeah have you have you had any of those experiences i have yeah i um definitely have a couple of people who i'd grown with in other organizations uh, you know other teacher trainings if you will and so it was really shocking to me when I started to evolve in this way, that they weren't interested in hearing about it. They weren't interested in participating with me. And we participated in evolutionary activities for years together, planned things, events, done things together. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, no, mm -mm. Yeah. I'm going to stay with this right here. Why do you need to go away from that? This is just fine. You know, so I've definitely experienced that. I've also experienced um, another really, really cool person in my life. Uh, I wouldn't say forwardly rejected Rachel, but definitely mama bared me about relation about Rachel. Oh, yeah. Like, what oh, are yeah. you spending so much time doing? And are you sure this is where your attention should be? And I don't like the fact that you're over there in that group you know, doing those activities so much. And so it's just really interesting. I was like, wow, watch that. Look at this program that's being projected at me right now as in Troller's mine, mm. right? Yeah, like, you know, don't go away from me. I've got an attachment to you and, and this isn't something that I'm willing to share with you. So, um, but I, but I want to keep you here. And so that's just been interesting. We still have a relationship. It's just something I'm aware of. I haven't poked the bear, <laughs> so to speak about it. Um, you know, it's all good. I mean, that's their journey and just yeah. trying to honor that's the way they're showing up because it hasn't been too effective, um, you know, with our, our relationship. 
Uh, and so when I find myself frustrated about it, I'm like, well, you've chosen not to poke the bear. <laughs> you know, do you want to have an honest and authentic conversation about this yet? Right. And, and again, that attachment that I have to that relationship would keep me from poking the bear. It's been and, real evident to me lately about my attachment issues <laughs> with these people that I have so much value for. And then in comes this, you know, discernment piece that you brought up earlier. It's like, well, yeah, sometimes it is, that's the best thing to do is to have that powerful conversation and sit down and let's get real and let's talk about what's really going on here. Other times, you know, that's not always necessary. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, I, as you said earlier, it's like word honoring. It's like, I see where they're at. I can feel the projection. It's not causing me any harm. It's like, do I need to unearth everything? Maybe not. Maybe I can just honor where they're at and love them from, you know, from this place and just allow the, the, the relationship to continue to grow in whichever way. And then obviously if the projection stops, well, that's the discerning time to go, Oh, hang on. You know, <laughs> I've been, I just want to bring this to light, you know, let's talk about this, but. Yeah, that was a good question. I love it. But the answer is definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, as we're all learning, like the, the higher and higher we go, we all go like that target gets, gets put, um, gets put on you because, you know, it's, as you become more light, you're shining the light on the darkness and that darkness is now coming to the light it's being seen and so it's illuminating just like this white shirt that i've got on today it's looking really we're crisp. all in white today yeah we're all, we're all illuminating um and it's bringing out that darkness and yeah. it's those programs have no choice but to you know come out and uh jump jump on and, and join the train and and be seen and you know this is something that ellie constantly in her social media the the more that she kind of posts the videos of light, the trolls jump on, the darkness comes out. And uh, yeah, I, th I feel like it in this playbook that you're going to write, Ellie, I foresee you're writing this playbook about um, awakening and ascension. It's part of the journey is, yeah, being okay with people are going to project on you. People are going to come for you. That target's going to be on your back and you've got to, be ready for it with an open heart of love. Yeah. And you know, yes, we expect this with family, right? That's a given, but friends are families that we choose. Right. And yeah. so that's why it's so hard. That's why it's so hard because these are people that you're like, no, I want you in my life and I love you and I love spending time with you and I love our relationship. And then you never expect it to ever change or to ever, um, become what it becomes mm -hmm. and yeah I, I still haven't fully navigated yet like I, I went through this period of my journey where I was like okay I've changed too, too much I'm gonna shut everyone out and then I literally like deleted all friendships and then all those friendships came back they're like what did you just do and I was like I don't know I was like I got scared I didn't know what to do I thought like maybe that's what I have to do because no one's telling me what I have to do but I just know that I'm really different and nobody gets me and I don't know what yeah. to do but to back away and isolate myself and that was a mistake and that's something that I had to learn and so I had to have a lot of conversations with people of being like I'm sorry that I did that 
I don't really know how to navigate all of this. There's a lot of changes within me and I don't really have anyone to talk to. And so the thing that I thought that I had to do was just cut everyone off. And like, that's going to like the extreme side of the pendulum. And so I ended up speaking and having really beautiful conversations with everybody. And um, even though we're not as close as we are, there is a, definitely a respect there. And, you know, I had one of my really closest friends when I started my awakening, she was like, so, so let me get this straight. She's like, is Jesus your number one or not? And I was like, no, I'm my number one because I am Jesus and Jesus is everybody and we are one, right? And she could not handle that or like right. deal with that. And she was like, that's not good. That's not right. You know, that's wrong and all of these things. And it's like, man, like I can't, where you are is beautiful for you, but I can't walk that path for you or have you make me think or believe what you want me to believe and think because that makes you comfortable. Like I'm not here to play that game. And so I honor you. If Jesus is your number, number one, cool, 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 cool. He's right next to me along with everybody else. And so, um, yeah, because I, I grew up super religious. And so all of that and all of the friends I have in that really, in a lot of ways, I had to you know bow out of because I just don't believe in any of that. And I don't want to be forced to believe in any of that. Yeah, I think that's incredible. I definitely had... Uh a friend who um, was like, you're in that now, and I'm going to ship you a bunch of books <laughs> of who you should be listening to. It was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I wouldn't say broke up with me as a friend, but removed any responsibility that I have with them as a friend as, as a result of, you know, I'm like, you know, uh, yep, I'm number one, you know, we're, we're all divine. We're all the same. We're all one and people don't get it. You know, some, they don't get it until they know. And also listening to you, one of the things that I, I thought of is that one of the beautiful things that we're learning in the, in this, uh, evolution towards oneness is to understand that where they're at is okay. You know, that it isn't my job to convince it, you know, it's not my job to carry them along. Um, you know, it, it's, it's my job to continue to evolve myself. And as Danny said, shine that light, that white light outward and let other people find their way. Do I want to encourage them? Do I want to, you know, share what I know and uplift them? Hell yes, if that's what they desire. Um, and if, you know, it's a, an equal partnership in that, if you will, like I'm not imposing or projecting um, and there isn't neediness, if you will, like if it's just this honest thing. And, and all of this is a, another way for us to understand ourselves. It's to understand unconditional love. It, you know, it's to honor our path, it's to honor their path and all the ways of oneness. Just in this instance that we're talking about today, as we evolve, our relationships change. It, it's, it's such a beautiful lesson in unconditional love for me, right? To love myself in the process, that it's okay that I still have attachments <laughs> to yeah. my friends, you know, like yeah. it's okay that I thought I would be um, in a rocking chair with some of these people at the end of my life um, or that I want to have glorious relationships with family members. Like it's okay that I have desired that in the past and that I'm learning to release the attachment because in the releasing of that attachment, that's where the love is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
for myself, you know, the attachment causes suffering, right? As I had shared with you guys earlier, my, you know, phone call conversation with like, I'm freaking the hell out, (laughs) Rachel Fiore. What if I become so evolved that I'm alone? Yeah. So if I didn't have that fear, I wouldn't have these attachments. You see that? And, Mm. And it's exactly the opposite. As I evolve, I become more one. That is the least alone I would have ever been. It's the the whole separation, right? We're yeah. more in separation consciousness, right? And then we start elevating. We start, oh my God, the more I elevate, the more separate I'm going to become. And yeah. it's the opposite. It's just being filtered through our programs of separation. Um, and the more, the more that we do heal, like, oh, I have the power to now love everyone's stuff, right? I can love this family member that's showing up in very unloving ways right now. I can understand. I can give them compassion because I know what pain this program that they're being very unloving right now is coming from. And I can still offer my love to them, whatever that might be, look like in that that moment. And you mentioned the word confidence. And I'd love to to talk about this because... this idea of convincing has been coming up a lot recently and Mm. you know we have to convince when we don't truly know and this is something that i've been sitting with oh whenever i get in that energy of having to convince somebody it's because i there's a part of me that's not fully secure in what it is i'm saying and this happened recently with a family member who started talking to me about my path and this work and um i kept on saying i'm not here to convince you and then I would feel the energy and I would start, oh, and I would catch myself and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going into that convincing energy again. Ah, mm-hmm. isn't that interesting? And then I would reel it back in, come back to myself. And in doing that, it allowed the person I'm having this conversation with to make the shift too and be like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Like, oh, okay then. And it created this beautiful like space for me to honor her feelings and her beliefs and what she was thinking and me to take it all in and understand it and then not go into, but let me convince you why you're, or, or, or as I started to go into that, then to reel it back and be like, oh, I don't need to do that right now because I know in my heart, I know the truth. And so let me just sink deeper into that. And then that allowed the, the energy dynamic to completely shift in this conversation and that creates the space for true connection because then it's like i can have my perspective you can have your perspective we can differ and that's fine whereas in the past it would have been like butting heads each other trying to convince each other what was right what was wrong uh and this was like a case point example of like oh the more you heal the more you elevate it actually frees up the space for true connection and obviously therein comes all of the ways that I used to connect in the past, which was probably more from shadow and wounding where I was just people pleasing or I was trying to convince people of what I believe instead of just honoring where they're at and their journey and knowing the truth in my heart and connecting from a place of divinity. And that's always where I want to connect from from now moving forward not say that's going to happen i've got lots of programs to work on still but i love that you shared that 
Yeah, and I'll say, I, you know, oh, go ahead, Ellie. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say one of the stories that I'd shared earlier with a family member where she was such a good listener and I'm such a good oversharer, you know, that was the dysfunction that our relationship was built on, was yeah. that I needed to whine and cry about something and she was willing to receive it and then give advice. And then all of a sudden I'm healed enough where I don't want the advice and now we have a problem. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and so in that, what I recognized was um, me just allowing her to, to still think she needs to give advice and just let it fall in between us. I didn't need to pick it up, you know, mm -hmm. but she she just doesn't know that that yet that that's not something. And, and then I could say to her, you know, like in the way of connection, you know, just like really be open. And I'm like, yeah. Um, I heard what you said and I'll let you know when I'd love your ideas to help solve this. Otherwise, you know, I'm just going to navigate this on my own. And that was a really different space for us to be in, you know, and then there's a little catch up game on her side, but, you know, just allowing, like, like I said, um, knowing when she gives advice, just a smile, just a smile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't have to say anything. Yeah, just hear yeah. it. Yeah, and I feel like that's really hard for me right now when it comes to new friendships. Like, you know, I don't, it's not like I have all these friends that are coming into my life. But, you know, the friends, the people that I'm really closest to right now are people of, you know, masters of self. Like we spend a lot of time on Zoom together yeah. and all those things. And um, it's been hard for me to make friends in this world of spirituality, right? Let's just say that. Um, because it's like you we we enter in thinking that like we're going to be on the same like wavelength and understand each other and the the difficult thing that i've ran into is like i start making friends in this world and i'm realizing like there's a lot of like bypassing and there's a lot of like positive vibe stuff and there's a lot of things that i don't align with which then makes me just not want to like continue this friendship and that's something that I still haven't conquered where I just meet them where they're at and that's cool but it's like I think that because I'm in the thick of my healing journey it's like you guys probably understand like more aware you become of your programs the more aware you become of other people's and then it's so hard <laughs> for me to sit there and like you know close my mouth and you know not say or whatever and not giving advice but being like hey I'd love to like let you see this or like what you can see is what it and it's like that's not my job number one and but then number two it makes me feel like then I can't really just just be open and expressive and say what I feel or what's on my mind. I constantly finding myself like just closing. So like they'll like, I, for example, like I made this new friend and I was going through a hard time and she was basically like telling me like what affirmations to say about the fact that I wasn't safe, that I didn't feel safe, that my inner child didn't feel safe. And I was, and I had to sit there. Right. And I was battling the whole time of like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And then I finally was just like, you know, like, that's great. But like, my inner child doesn't feel safe for me to tell the inner child, like, you're safe when it doesn't feel safe is not honoring that she doesn't feel safe. Like, I have to honor that she feels unsafe. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. But it's like, when that's constantly happening, then what I find myself is like, I'd rather just not have the friendship because right now, it's just so difficult for me, which is maybe like, I'm running a powerless program. But um, I'm not at this place yet where it's easy for me to just flow and be present and be cool and like be in my power and say whatever. I'm still in this pace where like I need you to be where I'm at and if you're not then I can't do this, which is a lot of programs there. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I feel you for sure. It's a whole nuance, right? Um, we show up in different ways every day, right? We're never the same person. Uh, and so you can be really powerful one day just naturally because that's what's going on and then be in front of somebody and be be like, oh crap, <laughs> there's all that stuff. And you know, one of the things Rachel says is if we're not in 100% peace ourselves, there's always work to do. And yeah. I think what I'm learning here and like what you said, Ellie, was you know, there's always stuff there for us to do and just to recognize that as I'm noticing, as I evolve, my relationships change, it's just another beautiful layer of growth for mm -hmm. me, right? To just witness and get curious and notice the points of entry that I get delivered to me from those experiences and, and go in and honor them for what they are. And, and what will that get me? It will get me more evolution. It will get me more freedom. And to remember that it doesn't get me loneliness which is what my my really, really strong pattern said, you know, that it actually um, gets me uh, to more connectivity, right? And, and it doesn't seem apparent. That's what's wild in this 3D paradigm that we're trying to navigate. It doesn't seem that we're connected. It seems actually the opposite, but it isn't true. And eventually, um, you know, they'll, they'll be with us the right you know when when people are ready they'll be with us and um for me just to say um it's such a humbling thing to to be somebody that's um blazing that path in my own life right and and the life in front of the people that know me yeah totally yeah it's an honor and it's so fucking tough Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is tough. So tough. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Fury had this one line that she said in the class of, um, you know, because I think we all struggle with not wanting to be alone. That's something that we're actively healing, right? And for me, like, loneliness is huge. Um, and she said, I have my divinity. I have divinity flowing through me. Why would I ever be alone? And so that really cute. hit me and I was like, whoa, I was like, let me get there because the loneliness thing keeps me trapped in victim consciousness. It keeps yeah. me trapped in all of these other programs. And to be able to one day be like, no, I'm divinity lives within me. Like, this is it. Like, I've got it all. I mean, I cannot even imagine what that feels like, but it sounds yeah. rad. <laughs> like, it sounds fire. <laughs> And that's what the tears were. It's like such a humbling thing to think that that's what's waiting, right? Is to just have to, you know, like just to know that there's oneness there and that's all there is. Like that's really humbling to even fathom. Yeah. Yeah, we always say, Traylor, you cry when you're speaking truth. <laughs> if we had a yearbook, that would be what's under your name. <laughs> Like, my quote you know I mean? yeah yeah absolutely and you never get a podcast or any kind of class without me shedding a tear it's beautiful it's so beautiful, yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah 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 to any to anyone out there you know if you're going through this just know like it's okay honor what this is you know i i had a period too where you know i wanted to like bring everybody up and like change everybody and all this stuff and i had to learn a lot of growth through that and 
to understand and know like we're all individual souls having our own individual journeys and it may be difficult but it's through the difficulties and the trials and the tribulations where you know the greatest growth spurts happen and so just honor what is and love yourself as you move through relationships um changing as you evolve yeah it's so beautiful ellie yeah and it's i think it's easy this is the way i see it. it's easy to kind of when you start doing this work to to get um to start creating separation of being like well there's this world and there's the spiritual world and i'm now in the spiritual world and and i think that's a it's definitely a a phase i went through and then the more that you heal and authentically elevate you realize oh no there's one world and we're all on it and to be spiritual means do you understand that everything and all life is all connected all all the same time and then we arrive at a place where it it doesn't matter whether someone is on the same path as you this is like basically what we're talking about this whole podcast right it's that you your perspective your your level of consciousness changes but you eventually arrive at the place of oh we're all one I can connect as long as I'm connected to my divinity, as you said, Rachel's always got divinity. It's always right there. As long as we can connect to that place and then connect to every single human being on the planet from that place, I can, it doesn't matter if someone is on the spiritual path or just a backpacker in the pole, Tibetan monk or who, wherever they're from in the world can still connect from our divinity and that divine place and i feel like that's the path we're all on and whether it's a family member or a close friend or somebody that we meet at the gas station it's all the same it's let me connect to my divine self and my divinity first and once i'm I'm there i can i can connect with whom i choose that doesn't mean we're going to connect with everyone right and we're going to want to spend a bunch of time with all these different people but the more that we elevate and truly awaken that separation that that kind of falls away and uh, it gives us the freedom to still have these relationships with those who continue to choose to be in them and that is obviously a, a drastically different thing because as we mentioned as you as we elevate it changes thing you've changed and therefore their projections onto you their perceptions of who you are you know are they holding on to an old version of you is that why there's there's friction in this relationship and and if it is that's going to be a hard time for them they've got to let that version of you die just as you did yeah so. yeah i love that and one of the things that we can be conscious of in this process you know as as the three of us are recognizing relationships changing around us is to make sure that we stay in our divinity as much as we can um, because it's such a beautiful gift, not only to ourselves, but to everyone around us. It is a beautiful gift to those friends, especially if they're feeling discomfort about, you know, about them noticing the change or not noticing the change, but feeling, mm-hmm. you know, the suffering because of the change. When we hold that divinity, you know, it's a gift to us both because it will help. Whether or not yeah. they know it does or not, it yeah. will help. Yeah, 
It will. So for us just to get stronger in that. And that's what I what I was um, the point I was trying to convey is like it's it's an incredible opportunity to continue to evolve, (laughs) you know, when these instances are there, Um, you know, and the beauty of it is just just keep divine, keep divine, keep divine, keep divine, you know, anchoring into it and, and growing within it and evolving within it. It gives everyone else permission when they're ready to do the same. Beautiful. What a way to end. Uh, To everyone at home, if you're interested in working with Traylor or any of our other amazing mystical life coaches, Master of Self University, to do the deep transformational work, uh, you can set up a free coaching consultation with us to learn how to work with us one-on-one or join a group class. Uh, Check out Rachel's book, Mason's Way, The 20 Universal Ways of Oneness, taught by the spirit of an enlightened dog on Amazon. And there's also a digital course called The Introduction to the Universal Ways of Oneness. And join our free Discord community, y'all, because we get to to chit-chatting on there about everybody's programs and what they're moving through. So we're we're creating a community for us to all share and express and um, help each other as we ride this crazy ride. Yeah, and thank you to both of you for all that you do in these podcasts. They're so awesome. I love watching and listening to everybody share, and I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Traylor. Um, like, share, subscribe, um, share anything around. It really helps us do this algorithm, not an algorithm, this podcast for free. Uh, and thank you guys for being here. We love you so much. And until next episode, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.